Hi, I'm Patricia Marshall Harris, and welcome to Dishing with Patricia. As a food, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle consultant, I believe food is our medicine. As the host of Dishing with Patricia, I also believe in connecting with notable guests who would dish about themselves, local events, community topics, and of course, food. Welcome back to Dishing with Patricia. Today's guest is Dr. Joe D'Angelo. Dr. D'Angelo is the Dean of Hobb Business School at St. Joe's University in Philadelphia. Dr. D'Angelo, welcome. To, I'm happy to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you yeah. too. But let me say, I call him Joe because I know him yeah. and I'm not being disrespectful. Um, <laughs> Dr. D'Angelo is on the board of the foundation that my husband and I have. So just to let you guys know, I, I am aware of who he is. So thank you so much for yeah. agreeing to come today. Um, this will be fun. I think it's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. so. Tell me what role do you play as the dean of a business school? As I explain this to my grandchildren when they ask me, Pop Pop, what do you do? Yes. I say I'm the principal of the <laughs> of the business school. So um, so that's all of the undergraduate programs and all of the graduate programs. So it's about 4,000 students. Wow. Uh, in, the, in the undergraduate and graduate programs. Yeah. Do you oversee the um, professors that come within your department? 80, 80 faculty members and uh, 20 staff. Um, we also do, uh, we have a couple of centers and institutes uh, where we do some research and we have, a, we have a nationally recognized veterans program where we help uh, disabled vets start businesses. St. Joe's just recently merged or became partners or explain to me what that actually is. The University of Sciences was uh, looking for uh, another university that they can merge into. Yes. They merged with us. Uh, so we now have a pharmacy school, uh, programs in occupational therapy, physical therapy, uh, physician assistant, and uh, several other uh, doctoral programs. So when you uh, apply for school for St. Joe's, you actually now can apply with that. You don't have to apply to this other university. Nope. It's now that under university uh, doesn't uh, exist anymore. It's now St. Joseph's University, and we have a city campus, and then the Hawk Hill campus, we call it. Great. So I know that COVID has changed the climate of higher education. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, students are now back into school. Yes. How did you guys weather that transition from pre-COVID, post-COVID to where you are now with them back on campus? It's interesting because we actually uh, always had the students on campus. We, we, we never went to fully remote. Um, now, in when COVID started, uh, the students were not not every class was full because we had to do six feet separation. So half the class would be there physically, and the other class would zoom in the other half of the class, and then we would reverse it uh, every other class. But we always had the students on campus; they still lived in the dorms uh, because we still wanted to maintain the the student faculty uh, relationship. A little bit of a challenge, correct? Uh, but we never went to fully, uh, fully online, and and that's a bad term, online, because online learning does not mean you're just sitting in front of a Zoom all day long. So it, it's it's different. Globally, as a business school, I understand that you assist in cr accreditation 
I do. for other business schools. Yes. Tell me, how does St. Joe's rank, not necessarily rank, but there has to be a difference that you see from schools that are international versus oh, yeah. St. Joe's. So tell me, what is the makeup of that? How well, is, does it differ? It's fascinating. I mean, I, I've, uh, I, I've visited over 90 schools okay. uh, to accredit them. I've, I've done more than any other business dean in the country. I'm the longest serving business school dean in the country, which just means I'm old. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yes, I, I've, I've, I've visited schools, accredited schools in China, Australia, Egypt, Spain, Germany, um, Japan. Um, there, there are some differences. There are some nuances. Um, interestingly enough, many of them try and copy the American. Faculty process is a little bit different. Um, uh, but uh, when push comes to shove, education is still education, and they're still trying to uh, present the most uh, cutting-edge programs to their students. So surprisingly it's not all that much different once you're in the classroom. So if you graduated from um, let's say the University of Hong Kong in a business degree is that equivalent to a business degree here in the United States? Well that's why we're doing the accreditation process for those schools out there because then we can we can make judgments as to the equivalency of the programs and so yes many of the many of the larger uh, programs in China uh, are now very much similar. As a matter of fact, I was the head of the accrediting agency back in 2013. And uh, one of the things that I asked that we do is that, uh, for example, in China, they didn't take the liberal arts courses. They took mostly business or science, whatever major they were in. Correct. And then they took some courses in Chinese history. Well, we've changed the standards so that it required you to have so many courses in the liberal arts. Um, and so now the programs in China and in other parts of the world, their models look very similar to ours. Can maybe, you not, maybe not like St. John's. Those credits, I'm sorry, we I do. cut you off. I apologize. No, we do transfer them. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. If if there see if there's a school in China that's accredited by AECSB, that's the accrediting agency. Yes, then we take we take those credits because they've been evaluated by a team of people and they're evaluated every five years. Great. So. You, read, you wrote an article in 2020 in the Philadelphia Business Journal about leadership. Yes. What has changed? That was 2020. Well, this is 2023. Yeah. What has changed? Well, that was, uh, you know, middle of the pandemic. And um, um, the process is, uh, is a little bit different uh, because people are looking for different things out of work. They've gotten used to the, uh, the uh, quality of work life and the quality of family. Yes. Uh, so I think the days of having everyone um, on campus uh, or in the office, I think, uh, are over. But I don't think they're all going to be work from home. Uh, there's going to be some balance. What that turns out to be uh, is still you know, not decided yet, and I think it's going to vary by the kind of company that you are. And how is that coming along with you in your department? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're educating students, so the faculty have to be there yes. uh, to be in the classes. Anybody who's student-facing, yes, they have to be there. Uh, but not every, every staff person is student-facing. Some of our IT people can, you know, can work from home. Uh, some of our people who are working with our adult students 
who never really come to campus because most of the classes they take are online. Correct. So they can do it by Zoom, they can do it by phone. The problem you have, and this is where the leadership comes in, is how do you deal with the equity issues? How do you say, okay, this office, these people don't have to come in, and this office, these people do have to come in because people think they're being treated differently. So how have you adjusted to that? Oh God, you're asking hard questions. Uh, it's, 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 it's a process. Uh, I've been doing this so long, I'm still used to everybody being in the office. Um, so, um, but you have, to, you have to work with the people from where they are. And weigh that decision. Yes. You don't yes. want to miss out on a good professor no. based on those being very rigid. Yeah, and it's not, it's, it's not the professors so much, it's the staff people. Because okay. the faculty still, at least for the traditional 18 to 22 year old students who are coming to class every day, yes. yeah, the faculty need to be there. Graduate, it's different. Uh, graduate is, uh, is a significant portion of it is now online teaching which doesn't necessarily mean it's just Zoom. There's projects and things that students do, and then you'll, you'll Zoom with the, with the students uh, uh, probably half the number of meeting times during the year. So we know that the president talked about um, creating jobs that no longer required a college education but you know, um, vocational schools or technical schools, how do you think that's going to affect people going to quote unquote, a traditional four year college? How, how do you, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think some people misinterpreted what, what was said in that you don't, you don't necessarily need a college degree. I would agree with that. Okay. But it doesn't mean you need less education, okay. for example. Try and be a mechanic yes. and work on a Tesla. You know, it's no longer changing the oil. You have to be half of an electrical engineer mm -hmm. uh, to do that. Uh, try and be a carpenter today with all of the, the tools, the, the different tools that they use. It's, it's much more complicated. And so you, are, you still need education. You just need a different kind of education. Um, I think some colleges will will adjust to that by providing uh, more two-year applied degrees um, and um, and then offering the opportunity for people to go on if they want to to get a degree you know you don't necessarily just get a degree to go to work you yes. get a degree because you want to be a well-rounded person you want to be educated um, so but colleges are going to have to adjust and actually we're doing that now we're doing another merger uh, okay. We just merged uh, with um, a nursing school in Lancaster, okay. so it's 70 miles away. There's 1,800 students. More than half of those students are in two-year nursing program or two-year technology program, radiologic technology, mammography, all of And then about half of those students then go on to get uh, a bachelor's degree and some go on to get a master's degree after that. So it's changing uh, the, the, the types of programs that you, that you would offer. But what about certifications? I did notice that you guys offer certification. Harvard, some of the more Ivy League schools. So what type of certifications and how do you apply that? Well, uh, this, this is interesting. I serve on a committee for ACSB. It's called the Business Practices Committee and there's 20 people and there are 10 corporate and 10 business school deans. 
Uh, so this is about four years ago. We were in a meeting and uh, we were do, working in uh, tables on different ideas. And I was with the senior vice presidents of uh, Google, Microsoft, and General Motors. And uh, I said, okay, why aren't you sending as many people back to get graduate degrees? And uh, the fellow from General Motors said, because you're not teaching what we, what we need people wow. to learn. And I said, thank you. And uh, he said, we need more autonomous engineers. And I said, okay, what's an autonomous yes. engineer? <laughs> and he said, self-driving cars. And I said, that's interesting. I thought you were going to say electric cars. He says, we already know what we're doing with electric cars. He said, with electric cars, now we're just working on the batteries. He said, but 15 years down the line, it's self-driving cars, and we need people that understand that. And I said, so you're talking about engineering schools. He said, see, that's your problem. You work in a silo. He said, you don't think there's any business applications to self-driving cars? Wow. So he put me in my place, and then when I asked the Google and Microsoft people, the Google person said, I don't care if they have a degree. He said, I just want to know they have the skill that we need. So if they come and tell me that they have a certification, they've gone through a process where they pass an exam, he yeah. said, that's fine with me. And the, the person from Microsoft said the same thing. Said, takes too long to get a graduate yes. degree. And in, in many schools, now they were saying, we don't, we're not saying you do this, Joe. Correct. But you're teaching what your faculty want to teach as opposed to what we need them to learn. So so the certification is geared specifically for a certain career path. Yes. So if you, this, this uh, once you said it was called... Um, autonomous engineering? Uh, autonomous engineering. So a certification would strictly be geared towards learning that skill set. It could be, or even, or even a piece of, of that, a smaller piece of it. So basically what we did was I came back and I got all the faculty together and I said, we got to take our MBA program and throw it away. We have to redesign it. And did uh, you? We did. And we, we created three stackable certificates. So if you want to come and just take a certificate in finance, in Bitcoin, in real estate, in data analytics, you can come and take four courses in that area and we'll give you a certificate. How long does it take to get that certificate? You go as fast as or short as you want. So you can take two courses a semester, you can get a certificate in a year. So you're able to work, Oh yeah. have a oh, job, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then yeah. the yeah. cost, offset of the cost versus a four a master's degree in your certification, I mean, I would but imagine. Inter interestingly, what's happening is people are actually staying on to get the degrees. What they're doing is they're doing a certificate in data analytics. They'll do a certificate in marketing. Wonderful. And then we tell them if you want to do the MBA degree, get the MBA degree, Correct. There's, there's a couple courses that everyone's going to have to take in economics and, and, uh, and strategic planning. And then you get the, and then we give you the MBA degree. The, the preliminary courses that everyone would have to take, mm -hmm. if you weren't a business school major, um, uh, you would have to take extra classes. We took all of those classes and put them online. And we don't charge the students for them. They're self-paced. And we put in the classes just what they need to learn. And then you take that class, you finish it in six weeks, fine. You take 14 weeks, that's fine. When you're done, 
it, it'll show that you've passed the little exams that are in there, and then we put you right into the graduate classes. So we eliminated $18,000 of cost. I was just going to yeah. ask you. No, we eliminated $18,000 in cost. It's, it's 36 credits. You are getting the education. We just put it online and, 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 let, and gave it to the students for free so that they would come into the certificate programs and into the MBA. And our enrollment's going up 20%. That's wonderful. College cost so much. Yes. Why? I tell the parents when they come, it's your fault. And they look at me and they say, what do you mean? I say, That's because... I'm looking at you like, what are you well, talking about? because the first thing they want to see when they come is they want to see the dorm. And, oh, my child has to use the bathroom at the end of the hall? No, they want, they want an apartment. They want a kitchen in the apartment. Every dorm has a gym in it, okay? Most of them now are two-bedroom apartments. Really? Well, that's what the students want. So if and they, they can, and they're if, expensive. If they elected to stay at home yes. and go to school. Yeah, they don't have to incur the cost of living on campus. But if you're going to go to college, you want to be away from home. You don't want to live with your parents. Right. Yeah. You want so, that experience. So for the first two years, we do want them there. You don't want to put an 18-year-old out into the world unsupervised. Uh, the first two years, we do want them on campus. Second two years, they can live off campus. Okay. Uh, what about the that. security? You guys are, live at St. Joseph's in the city. Yep. And we know that there are a lot of issues going on with universities that live within a city yep. um, square, yep. in the city area. We do a lot of work with that. But are you also considering your neighbors that are around you? The only reason why I say that is because I do know that Temple University has a lot of issues going on yeah, with the neighbors around there, and yes. around the school itself. How have you all addressed that problem? And have you addressed the problem? Well, we're trying, yes. We have a number of associations. Uh, as you know, St. Joe's, half of the campus is in the city side. Yes. The other half is in Lower Merion. Correct. So there's two associations, one for the Lower Merion side and one for the city side. And we have uh, staff at the university who are on committees with the neighbors to make sure that you know we're working together to solve the issues and there are politicians who are uh, also involved in that curtis jones is our politician on the on the city side and curtis has been very good to us uh working with us to uh to work on safety issues uh and we work we do a lot of work with the students uh as well many of these kids don't come from the city and so they have no idea uh, you know, they think you go out walking at 2.30 in the morning by yourself. You know, that's not smart. Uh, so we have to work with the students and, you know, teach them a little bit about, about safety. But it's a constant, it's a constant challenge for us, and, and it, but it's a very, very high priority for us. And we have vans everywhere now, so the students, they don't have to walk to the dorm two blocks away. They can just... <laughs> Call us, call the van, yes. and the van will pick up. It's called St. Joe's Uber, okay? And they drive them to their door. College is good today, Patricia. That's yeah, right. another cost yeah. to the parents. Yes, it is another cost why, to the parents. Why it's costing so much. And that's so what much. they say. You want safety? Well, here it is. Here it is. So it's all the auxiliary services. There's a lot of mental health issues with kids today as well, probably because, you know, over the last 25 or 30 years, the state of mental health, treatment has gotten more sophisticated. We have four professional clinical psychologists on staff. 
Uh, so there's a lot of support services that you, that you have to provide. Okay. So I got a child. He's graduating from college. Okay. I don't know where to send him. Why should I choose St. Joe's? You're going to get a commercial now. Um, okay. Uh, for a number of reasons. One, um, we like to promote the quality of the education. We do a lot of a lot of individual work with our students. So the Jesuits are big believers in cure personalis, the the one on one. So we don't have any classes of 150 or 200 students. I'm not saying you can't you you know you can't receive an education that way, but it's a different kind of education. So our average class size in the business school is 29. Uh, upper division classes are smaller. Freshman classes are 35 or so. In the other areas of the university, they're even smaller. So you'll get a lot of uh, uh, contact with your faculty members and with your advisors. We're also going to push you, uh, and uh, you know, to to be the the best that you can be. We offer a different kind of education. Um, in, in Philadelphia, there are 87 colleges within 25 miles of Philadelphia. It's the largest concentration of colleges and universities in the country. Everybody thinks it's Boston. It's not. Boston has more students because the colleges, some of the colleges are bigger. Right. But, uh, and of those 87, 75 have business. So they all have accounting, marketing, finance. We don't just do that. We offer a number of industry-related programs. We're known for food marketing. We're the largest food marketing program in the country. Uh, 85 companies come to St. Joe's every year to recruit students for food marketing. We do that now in insurance. We do it in pharmaceutical. There's 144 life science and pharmaceutical companies within 100 miles of Philadelphia. Wow. They can be four and five person, you know, labs trying to find a cure for cancer. Yes. Uh, to Pfizer, Sanofi, uh, AstraZeneca. Uh, so we do a lot of work in the, in the pharmaceutical business space. Uh, we do, uh, we also do it in insurance. So we also do it in accounting. We partner with SAP. So the students get a value added extra uh, in their degree, and that's why 98% of them have jobs when they graduate. Wonderful. If I wanted to come to St. Joe's. Um, call me. I know somebody. I can you help. Call you. Me. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is there financial aid for oh, yes. underserved children yes. in you know, black and brown communities? There's financial aid for everybody. Um, uh, and it's, uh, it's significant. It's significant. It's, it's significant. Yes. I, I, we're going to come to a close, but, you know, Dishing with Patricia, there's a second part that we also incorporate some food. And I know in academic and, and in life period, life is very stressful. So I'm always trying to incorporate food because food is medicine. But before I go to that, is there something that you want to tell my audience about St. Joe's or about yourself that I haven't asked or that we don't know or that like you got a, up, you got a book coming out or <laughs> that you think that we should, if you're thinking about going to business school, you should read this book or just tell us some tidbit. Oh, I know. Tell us about your annual fundraiser that's happening next month and the host and the person that's receiving that okay. award. All right. Well, tell we, me about that. We do a, we do a Hall of Fame uh, event. Uh, every year where we honor an alum. Yes. Uh, and uh, you're familiar with that. You, you know someone, uh, you're close to someone who's in our Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, but we are honoring Deneen Damon. Uh, Deneen um, 
just stepped down. She's still a partner at the law firm. She was the president of the largest law firm in Delaware, focusing on business law. So um, uh, it's a huge firm. And um, she was the first African-American uh, to, uh, to head up that office. And uh, she's on our board of trustees. She's a wonderful person who's been in, involved with our students, very much involved in our DEI initiatives. Um, and uh, I knew Denine, she serves on our board of visitors, but I didn't know her personally very well and it was kind of interesting. So we went out to dinner five weeks ago uh, just to kind of have a conversation and get to know one another. Mm -hmm. Here she's born and raised five blocks from me. Wow. Uh, from my old neighborhood in, in West Philadelphia. Uh, she was at uh, St. Carthage Parish and I was at, uh, uh, you know, St. Donatus Parish. And so we have very, very similar backgrounds, except she went to, uh, she went to uh, Girls High uh, and, uh, and then went on to St. Joe's and then went on to, uh, went on to law school. Um, she was an accounting major. Yes, uh, I saw that. And uh, um, there's, uh, uh, the, at my previous university, we had a law school, and the, the law school dean and I were pretty close, and he would say to me, Joey, the best way, the best thing you should teach your kids to do if they want to go to law school is have them be accountants or have them be in science. He said, but there's nothing worse than a lawyer that can't count. And wow. uh, he said, because then you have to hire an accountant, you know, to help your client and the bills go up. Uh, so... Uh, Deneen, uh, her background in accounting, she said it was a major, one of the major reasons for her success uh, at the firm. So she's a great trustee and um, uh, she's very competent. So we're, we're looking forward to this. It's going to be So exciting. when is this event? Tell my audience. Is, we're having it at the Barnes down on the parkway this year. Uh, so it'll be, a, it'll be a wonderful evening and we're looking forward to, uh, we're looking forward to honoring Deneen. Great. Uh, Thank you so much no, for no, coming. Thank you. Thank you. Um, give us a few moments and we're going to be back. Welcome back to Dishing with Patricia. My guest is Dr. Joe D'Angelo, the Dean of Hobb Business School. He agreed to stay and help dish with this salad that I'm going to make. I called him and he said, can you tell me about the, tell me what's going on? How are we gonna do this? I said, you just sit down. I'm not gonna ask you any difficult question and then you're gonna cook. Cook! <laughs> I said, yeah, we're gonna cook. There's a cooking part of segment <laughs> of my um, program. He said his wife Fran, which is a dear woman, was laughing so hard that she was crying. So he walked in this morning, he says, cook, why are you having me cook? I don't know how to cook, I just know how to eat. So he's going to help me today and then he can eat. So Joe. Okay, all right, I'm gonna do my best. You're gonna do your yeah, best, I'm okay. Try not to make a mess. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to make a vegan Caesar dressing. I believe in having all of these things in my salads. Salads for me are an independent meal. So I tend to incorporate seeds, nuts, and I want color. I want diversity in my food. You guys have heard me say that I want my food as diverse as I hope our society will be one day. So, so let's get started. Um, but Joe, this is a raspberry lemonade. I just want to say thank Cheers. you for coming. Uh, Cheers. Thank you for yes, having I me. hope it's good. Thank it you. is good. At home, I tend to use these little quick things. 
Other than that, you could use a small food processor or you can use a, a whisk. But if you do a whisk, you can, you're going to be whisking, whisking, and it won't emulsify. It won't allow the oils to cream and things of that. So once I make the dressing, then, I'm, then you're going to help me. See, you think I understand what you're saying. I don't have a clue. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. okay. So we're going to start with first, this is some minced garlic. This is tahini. Tahini is um, sunflower seeds. All my recipes are on classyessentialnutrition.com. This is lemon. I'm going to sit this down. This is vegan Worcestershire sauce. And this is maple syrup. This is going to be a really mm. good dressing. Trust me. I tell you guys all the time, make your own dressings. It brings out the flavor of your salad. You have no idea if you make your own salad dressings how different a salad will taste. This goes over here. And this here is a spicy mustard. I really like home making my own dressings. I mean, just make them your own. In the summertime, you can put um, strawberries, raspberries. You can do a whole lot of different things to um, make a salad dressing your own. Excuse me, I just want to wipe my fingers. So this is nutritional yeast. Because remember, this is my Caesar dressing. This here. Folks normally would use a hummus. I'm not using hummus. I'm using a vegan mayonnaise. This vegan mayonnaise happens to be Hellman's. Hellman's is not paying me for this for mentioning their product, but Hellman's mayonnaise, if you're listening, this is your product I'm using in my salad dressing today. So Hellman's. Typically you would use a hummus, but I like the consistency that the mayonnaise gives me when I'm doing my, this particular dressing. And um, a little bit of pepper. And if you find it's too thick, I have a little water right here that I'm going to add into it. So let's see. So there you go. Let me shake it up a little bit. So this should be nice and creamy. So I'm gonna now come over to Joe. Joe, we're gonna start. This is a this is spring mix. So you okay. got your tongs right there. All right. We're gonna dump that in there. This is broccolini. We're gonna dump some of that in there. This is arugula. <laughs> really wakes up a salad. So can you just move that around for me? Sure. And this is romaine lettuce. Then I have an avocado, but I'm going to finish that off in the end. So this here, these are golden berries. It gets color, color. So I'm going to just put those in there and just stir those around. These are pistachios, which your guests make sure they don't have a nut allergy. Not yeah, that could be a problem. Right, yeah, exactly, right. Exactly. So here's some nuts. These are pumpkin seeds. The nutritional content is also on my website. Sunflower seeds. These are hemp seeds, high in omega-3s. Good, good. As a matter of fact, I put hemp seeds in my dog's snacks because really? the omega-3s, the fatty oil, it helps in his coat. And you guys have seen my dog. He sits there very quietly and doesn't talk, doesn't say anything. As long as he's sitting next to mommy, he's cool.
because that's good. So I'm going to put some blueberries in there. And these are some of my favorite little crispy, gluten-free crackers. Okay. If you don't have, we don't have time. Normally, I would make my own croutons. But since I'm not wow. making them, yes, I make my own croutons. I'm not making any. These are good. These are going to give the salad just a really good crunch. You're going to be surprised. And I think you're going to like it. I'm going to slice this avocado. So for those of you that don't know how to keep an avocado, when you first get it, if it's green, put it in a brown bag, put it in a uh, cabinet, let it stay there for a day or two. So, gonna slice that off. So this dressing, I think I should add a little water. I think it may be a little too thick. Let me taste, sorry. Well, you know, we, we don't know. You're the only one tasting. You have to share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I, I'm going to, yeah. it's just a little thick. So I'm going to just put this in just a minute, a little bit. So we got some cheese to put on here. Okay. Do you like your salad real wet? No, salad? I don't like it real wet. I don't either. Okay. So we're going to, I'm going to just I'll pour end some. up wearing it if it's real wet. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know, I know. So do you mind if I pour this over this? Because I have no. my fruit. Tell me, it will no. not go to waste. No. I think that's enough. Okay, let's see what you get. Jill, tell me while you're massaging the salad, did you cook with your mom? <laughs> no, no. Well, I, well an I, Italian mother, you probably. My grandmother, my grandmother, when we were growing up, yes, on Sundays, she would make the homemade raviolis Ooh. or the homemade gavadelis. So yes, we used to roll the gavadelis and we used to make the, make the raviolis. Yes, so I did that. So do you help your wife in the kitchen no. other than just being away? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. No, she, she doesn't want me in the kitchen. Yeah, she, yeah, the kitchen? yeah. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to mix this up really good. Okay. And um, So obviously I didn't do it right. Yeah, right. No, 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 you know, control people, right? Yeah. Control folks. Oh. Do you, can you smell it? I can smell it. This really it's looks really good. good. Thank you. So I'm going to top it with a little, this is vegan Parmesan cheese. And I'm going to slice up a couple. Do you Vegan Parmesan cheese. We didn't have that in our house, vegan Parmesan. We just had Parmesan. Okay. Well, this is vegan. Would you like a couple slices of avocado? Sure. Or I want the whole experience. Oh, you just yeah. one second. So I believe in presentation. So my hands are clean, even though this is Joe. Oh, I forgot my little cherry tomatoes. Those of you that know, when you're in the kitchen, it takes a it takes a village. It takes a village. Thank you. And my village asked me, did I have everything? And I told my village yes. And I was wrong. So these are little small cherry tomatoes. And look at the color. Look at this. Isn't this cute? I think yeah, these are wow. so yes. So get color in your um in your salads as well. All right, Jim. Here you go. Let me give you a little fresh pepper. This all for me? This is all for you. You don't have to eat the whole thing, but I mean. All right. Bon appetit. Tell me what you think. While he's um, partaking of that, I don't want him to talk without his mouth is full. <laughs> and I was pointed out that I forgot the red onions too. But remember, the recipe is on ClassyEssentialNutrition.com. Look at these cookies. Oh, my God. It's delicious. 
Mm. You like? Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. With your vegan cheese. Uh, with my vegan cheese. Right. So this is something that you could do at home. I could. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to share the recipe with Fran. You do that. I may even try this just so I can say I learned something today. Okay. Well, then everybody's going to see you. I know. That you I did know. do Don't this, right? Me. So I know. You, yes. So you, you can't yeah. deny yeah, it. Yeah. I stood here and watched you. Yeah. <laughs> so these are lemon almond cookies. Hmm. Look at these. And I want you to taste this cookie when you're done. This morning, in honor of Joe, these are an Italian cookies. There you go. And I wanted to make sure that I made something for him. So, Joe, I, I don't want to catch you in the mouth for it. Can you? Yeah. Wait Thank you so much. Thank you. So much uh, for coming. This is, this is delicious. Is it? It really is, yeah. So are you going to, yeah. I'm going to send the recipe home with you. Yeah, I want the recipe. You want the recipe? I want the recipe. Well, we're going to watch the video. Yes, okay. You're gonna, As a matter of fact, We'll, when we see it on YouTube, we'll do it. We'll create it in the kitchen while we're watching the YouTube. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. So can I, I know Joe, so can I get a hug? You absolutely can. Oh, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. This is great. Folks, don't forget, they're doing a capital campaign for the Hobb Business School that will, um, it's next month, April what? April 26th. April 26th. So what's the website that they could go to? Uh, SJU.edu slash Hob. Hob, okay. If not, just call the business school That's and say, it. I want to help fund the capital campaign dinner. Until next time, if I'm forgetting something, I had a fabulous day. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm.